Hello, this is Fecal Matters. My name is James Reed with my four co-hosts. Agnes. Jade. Jesse. And Hannah. We are a group of friends and we have come together to talk about society and culture um, and talk about our own experiences and, and like to think of the bigger picture. And um, we want to, this is our first podcast ever. And we want to entitle our first series as Our Side of the Story. And this episode in particular is going to talk about a good friend of ours, was a good friend of ours, Stacy. Um, Jade, you want to you wanna take this one? Alright, well, Stacy was a good friend of mine. Um, I met her through, actually Agnes introduced us. Um, I met her at church, and before, um, I thought she was a sweet girl, um, she had a lot of issues, but I actually didn't end up hanging out with her and spending so much time with her if it wasn't for Hannah. Yeah, we were roommates in college for about a year, and, you know, we were, she was nice, and we were coming to each other, eventually we all became her friends. Uh, Agnes was actually the first one to meet her, so... Yeah, so uh, mainly because I was I was here a year uh, before everybody else, and so was Stacy. So I met her, and we'd go to church together, and we were uh, kind of in the same organizations, and we we were friends. I I would say that we weren't as close of friends until um, maybe a year later when everybody else was here. Right. Yeah, and got to know her. <laughs> Sorry, we're a little bit nervous about it. Um, there's just so much to say about Stacy. Jesse, how did you meet her? Well, it was about two years ago. I came into you all's lives kind of late in my college career. So I've been in college for about five years now, and toward the end of my second year, I met you all, and you all kind of introduced me to Stacy. So, I started hanging out with y'all, and then, you know, the more we got to hang out with each other, the more we got to learn about each other, and at first, I thought Stacy was just like, you know, she's nice, she's, she's being friendly to me, and then, you know, I don't really notice too many things that are particularly wrong with people, because I'm kind of passive with my like my judgment really like I nothing really bothers me unless it it's really aimed toward me that they're trying to hurt me or something so yeah so when everybody else starts to talk about you know things that happened with Stacy and then you know I, I try to defend like their like their legacy or something like that you know but really you start to see things for yourself and then your own opinion about the person changes and then like, it's just, wow, I didn't know that this person was such a two-faced person. Yeah, and just, and just FYI, um, I can't really say much about Stacy because I met her through uh, our group of friends right here. So um, these guys have first-hand experiences on their first impressions of Stacy, And um, that was pretty much... Stacy's replacement in this group, which is pr a pretty funny story, <laughs> which we'll probably touch on a little later. But um, 
Um, yeah, these guys have a lot more to say about their first impressions of Stacy. Um, and my first impressions of Stacy, I wasn't as close to friends of hers um, um, as as much as these guys, but I, I saw her around around school and just uh, it was just you know those kind of those friendships that is just kind of like oh just you know say hi to each other like passing by and that was pretty much it a lot of these guys had more personal relationships with her i you know everybody says well everybody here has they all thought she was nice when they when you guys met her yeah i totally didn't feel like that i i mean not that she wasn't nice but i just you know there's just some people that you meet that you just don't gel with (laughs) she was one of those people for me and i was i was really trying to you know stay her friend and be nice and kind of put the feelings i had for no reason aside because it was wrong of me to have those kind of judgments on her when i didn't even know her but um yeah i i i was just not super close with her mainly because of that i didn't really i didn't really like her from the beginning but i really tried to i really did well, from my personal experience with Stacy, I thought that she was very sweet, and she had a very bold character, and it, it kind of put me off at first, but you know, um, Hannah lived with her, and I, I, I love Hannah, <laughs> so I kind, Hannah. I kind of just <laughs> went along with, with being with her all the time, and I mean, she was your roommate, so we kind of just... Our paths collided a little bit too much for us not to be friends with her, right? Mm. Then she would overhear our conversations and get involved. And, I mean, I, I had no problem with that. Um, really, my, my problem with Stacy didn't start a, until about a year into our friendship. I mean, she was so sweet to us. She loved comforting us and smothering us with gifts and celebrations. Yeah, she, I mean, she sounds like this perfect girl, you know. But that's the thing about her, is that that wasn't a true reflection of who she was. She was just um, putting on a facade for all of us and making us feel great by giving us all these things and telling us exactly what we wanted to hear at the time in our life when we were not, I mean, when we needed that, right? And it was really hindering to us as people, especially during our collegiate career. I mean, growing up in, in this environment, you know, it, it's tough, you know, to not want that. Yeah, and I think that's, that, that would be one of our big lessons, uh, I guess, in this first episode, is that a lot of people try to buy friendships, and, you know... It eventually comes out, you know, the, the true character of a person. See, and we didn't know that. So around this time of everyone's friendship, I kind of came into the picture. Um, and from what, from my observations, from what I saw was that um, when all, all these things started happening, Stacy was kind of distancing herself from all of us. Um, and we were already... This was the um, the other guys here, um, more specifically, were already invested in a friendship with her. So when she started distancing herself for whatever reason, of course our reaction was to to be there for her, and she would just keep 
um, pretending like she was okay when we kind of knew she wasn't. And she would treat others around her, from what I, what I noticed, she would treat others around her, her other friends, um, a lot differently. And then it kind of uh, helped everyone realize, or made everyone realize that she was kind of pretending that she was okay from the get-go. As if she was like, as if we were only a friend that she only wanted herself to be seen as. So who knew if we actually knew this this Stacy or not? But we kind of just she made us believe that that was the way she was, and it kind of turned out that it wasn't. From what I saw, I feel like we're building up a lot of suspense here with what actually happened. So how about we get to that? Yeah. Exactly how it went on. That so, our friendship crumbled. So Stacy, um, for well, as I had said before, Hannah lived with her, and we were all very good friends. And at some point, she started. I mean, pretending. And, and I know we're talking about her pretending, but it's really important to, to the story because it wasn't the type of pretending that you can just get past, you know? Um, with, with Sometimes, you know, you go to work and you put on a face and that's the type of person that you want to be seen at at work, but this was her all of the time. Like, and we are very real with each other and we're super honest and that's part of what makes our friendship strong in this group. I mean, we are committed to telling each other things that we wouldn't tell anybody else and even sometimes telling each other things that hurt because we have to see the truth and I mean, that's just the way it is. Now, Stacy didn't like hearing any of those things. Stacy wasn't very open about how she felt with us and she really didn't like that we would tell her all these things about her personality personality like hey like like stop pretending you're being a bitch <laughs> you're being, i don't like how you said that to and you see like there were several circumstances where she would get into these issues with other people and we wouldn't have noticed them before like where she would really be a bitch to people <laughs> um she would demean people she would make them feel inferior and would try to belittle others sometimes to make herself feel better and superior in intelligence and carry herself as a better friend and that to us was very off-putting and that's really how it started to crumble i mean all of a sudden, the sweet girl that we knew that was giving us all this stuff, making us feel good, we would see her interact with other people, and she would be an asshole. <laughs> yeah, and, and so on a, on a more personal note with me, what, what really made me, um, at least our, me and her, our relationship kind of crumble, was that all of us are, like um, Jade was saying, we're all really great friends, and we tell each other some things that we may not really want to tell other people but because of how close we are um that's that's the right thing to do and so stacy would tell me that i was one of her best friends and yet she would exclude things from me and wouldn't tell me things i don't know if it was because i'm a very honest person and i'll i'll tell the truth even if it's mean or doesn't come across good I, I don't know you think. yeah I yeah. don't know if she thought I would judge her um but she she wouldn't tell me things 
even if they were poor decisions, I mean, that's what friends are for, though, you know, to talk about those kinds of things. And she wouldn't, she wouldn't tell me those things and then would call me one of her best friends, and that just didn't really feel right to me. Or the other thing that she would do is that she would be very selective about who she told in the group about her issues. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, um, she related to me the most she thought I was troubled and she thought that I was on the same extent of whatever she was going through. So she was very open with me about all of these bad things that she was doing to other people and bad things that, that she had trouble admitting. And I would tell her, I was like, hey, like, like there is something wrong with the things that you're doing and you should probably fix it. And then she would be like, well, you're going through the same thing. <laughs> and, and it was like... Like, what do you mean? <laughs> it was like, I know you told me that this is bad, but I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah, and then cry about it afterwards to you because you understand. <laughs> because you're in the same situation. And honestly, like, like with all of my relationships with people, you know, I'm, I'm very transparent. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with admitting things. I'm okay with, with telling people, like, if they ask me something and... Like, I'm not going to lie and beat around the bush. Like, you just have to be open with me and confront me about things. Uh, but you would confront her, and she would automatically go into uh, defense mode. Like, you're attacking me. You're making me feel bad about myself. Um, and I, I really didn't like that, because you can't handle constructive criticism. And especially in the society that we live in, constructive criticism is something that you have to... Learn to accept. Yeah. I mean, it's criticism for a reason. Like, people are telling you all the things that, you know, they find wrong with you or not wrong with you, but wrong with what you're doing or what you're trying to do. And it's kind of inconveniencing other people or even, like, causing hardship for other people or stuff like that. Or hurting them. Yeah. yeah. So, like, when you, when you don't, think of criticism as something that people tell you to, you know, try to better yourself or even, like, just change something about yourself or what you're doing just to, you know, make things a little bit more tolerable. But, like, really, if you just ignore anything that people say, then you're just, you're not gonna really get anywhere. You're just gonna keep making the same mistakes over and over again, and then you're gonna keep hurting people. And I mean, that's kind of like living ignorantly, you know? Like, you can try to shield yourself from the world and all of its problems, but, I mean, it's still going to be there when you wake up the next day. Like, they say ignorance is bliss, right? But It's really not. It's really not. It's <laughs> <laughs> really solid. Yeah. Your problems are still there the next day, whether you like to deal with them or not. And, I mean, if you want to survive, then you got to deal with them. Yeah, and, and, you know, I know Stacy had problems um, with family and stuff that had nothing to do with us, and, um, I mean, really was, was none of our business in knowing, but it was just really hard. I think, I think what I've learned the most from knowing her and trying to talk to her and be her friend is that, like, you really can't change people or get people to... Um, understand and and people like that that are so set in how they are and who they want to be and how they want people to see them are really hard to to get through to because I think that was 
that was a big thing with her. You know, she knew that she had these issues. And like you were saying, the way she was treating people, she knew that it wasn't right. But it made her have more friends that were not us. And she liked having all those people. And I, I get that because, you know, people, it's like human nature for us to like attention and to yeah. want attention and to yeah, want to feel accepted. Yeah. All of those things are like super important no matter who you are, how um, much of an introvert or extrovert you are, everybody wants attention and to feel special. So what was what was hard is that she was special, just she was overdoing it and making it into something that was ugly. Yeah, and you see, uh, as close friends as we were with Stacy, she could never see that we didn't want her ever to prove herself to us. We weren't trying to measure the weight of her friendship by the things that she gave us or the way that she made us feel. We just really genuinely wanted to be her friend. And she had this overwhelming feeling of constantly having to prove herself to us and constantly having to prove herself to others. And I don't think that's a way of life, you know, um, having to ad adapt like that constantly in different groups of people. It's like you lose identity in that. And that to me is... is I mean, disgusting, you know? <laughs> oh, it's just very damaging also. Yeah. Like, it's it's not just for the people around you, but for, for her, you know? Like, I, I don't know. It's like you're just digressing as a person because we... I think everyone wants to, to fix themselves. Everyone wants to be happy. But sometimes I feel, in like, in, in Stacy's situation, that you... My, they might feel that they're stuck, that there is no way that they can ever have a happy life. And I think because you think that so much that it kind of, that is, that turns into the truth because you then take no action upon your, your actions. You take no, um, no perseverance in trying to seek happiness or true happiness. Like, like how, um, how Jade was saying how she was just setting like a facade for us to please us and have good memories and good times and I'm pretty sure that was that helped her that made her feel happy um, but you know that also just brought along other issues and other shady things that we kind of discussed already that weren't okay with us and when we tried to confront her about it things kind of just went downhill from there she was like she was afraid of confronting those bad situations because she was living through bad situations her whole life. Mm -hmm. You know. I mean, she was also conforming to all these negative things, and uh, I mean, there there's a certain extent of like finding pleasure in negative situations. I mean, w we all have those days where you know we want to sulk in despair, but. <laughs> Her extent was like this. This was literally her identity was this damaged person that could get through things, even though she was just stretching herself so thin and saying that she was um, conquering all of these things, but really she was just breaking herself down every time she took on a bigger task. And you see, that that was another thing about Stacy. She loved to. Um, 
take on all of these impossible things or be the person that everybody can rely on. She wanted to be the best friend. She wanted to be the the go-to person in everything that she did in organizations and schools and friendships, um, the best daughter, anything that she could try to be the best at, she did. And I'm sure that that can be very overwhelming when you're trying to meet everybody's expectations and not everybody's expectations of you are the same. And then it's that kind of thing where if you fail at a certain task that you set for yourself and you're, that you're finding your self-importance in, then it just, if you fail, then the, the only thing you think is, well, I'm a failure. And that's a super damaging state of mind, you know? And actually, you know, it's it's actually really funny. I was doing a, a Bible plan the other day uh, about, this is like a little bit derailed, right? Um, that usually when you're, you're trying to find your, your, your path, you have this longing um, presence of, of, you know, and it's just this want to desire God and fill your life when you're feeling empty with all of these things. Mm-hmm. And... I think for a long time, not saying that she, that she just needed God, what I'm saying is that she kept on trying to fill her life with all these substitutions of what she thought was love and mm-hmm. what she thought friendship should be like. Mm-hmm. And she never got it. Because... And she never got fulfilled by yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just to be clear, there was that this wasn't... Uh, you know, religion thing, <laughs> you know, that it's, uh, you know, it's whatever it is that makes you happy, um, that you're trying to replace, uh, be it your, you know, a lover or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, this might be going a little backwards, but I want to talk about the first time I ever felt a little bit uh, uncomfortable about something that this person did. So, I'm a guy, right? And (laughs) (laughs) everybody in this group at the time was, they were all girls. So, I've been around girls my whole life. Like, when I was in high school... I was friends with mostly girls because I just got along with them better. He's a bit of a ladies' man. (laughs) (laughs) Not like that, though. (laughs) It's just, you know, a lot of guys in high school, they were always talking about sports and stuff, and I I don't watch sports, so I had nothing to relate to them with. Like, you know, I was just at home playing video games or something. Anyway, so... Sounds like Hannah. Anyway, so when... I would hang out with everybody. I mean, we usually all hang out together as a unit. So, usually when something's going down, I, I was invited, right? And that's cool. But sometimes, you know, we all can't get together at the same time. Sometimes we'll just hang out with just one person in our group. But for a while, like, I didn't think anything of it until somebody, some one of our group told me. I think it was me. Yeah. <laughs> I just told me, like, that... Uh, Stacy was uncomfortable to hang out with just me by herself. I mean, like, 
we were already friends for like quite a while now. So, so weird. It, it had been a like a year. I mean, of I, us I knowing each other. <laughs> I know I'm a guy, and like you know, you hear all these things about like you get close to one person, and then all of a sudden they they're not the person you thought they were. But, <laughs> <laughs> but like literally, I mean. I I gave I thought I gave off no vibes that I was a dangerous person <laughs> or like that. and I just felt kind of like you know incriminated or something <laughs> like they, they thought that I was dangerous or something I I was judged just on the sole fact that I was a guy. Well, by the way, um, I, we were talking about substitutions of 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 wanting to be you know fulfilled. Well, Stacy had a habit of really um she would talk to a lot of people and sometimes it happened to be males and she, you know she was one of those typical girls that would like to receive typical, <laughs> typical a little bit well, <laughs> not not generalizing what i'm trying to say is that she liked the attention that she was receiving from from guys and she likes getting messages that made her feel special and it made her uncomfortable that Jesse was not one of those people. Um, oh, I never thought of that. You're you're so right. Yeah. It, well, it's because Stacy, and, and that was the situation. You know, she felt weird about it because of his gender, because she was not genuinely interested in him being one of those people. You know. Yeah. And like the minute Jesse didn't give in or something, like, it was strange because she wasn't used to being in that situation like i i think she a didn't platonic relationship she, yeah she didn't know how to like just be friends with a guy sorry jesse <laughs> <laughs> i just want to say i spent valentine's day with you playing video games okay true platonically yeah. <laughs> it was a Tekken? Tekken it was, it was Tekken, yeah. Was PlayStation 2? Well, you guys were not here in town. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> I was available. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Convenient. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that was one of my first encounters with discomfort <laughs> in our friendship because every time I would see her like after I've heard that from my other friends like every time I'd see her I'd just be like oh what's up <laughs> I'm just trying to like not creep them out like, <laughs> like how, how do you how are you supposed to come across as just like genuinely safe person like i'm what do you want me to do well you already do it's she was problem it's, it's not something you really try at i don't think maybe it was your pocket knife well <laughs> let me tell you about my pocket knife it's just a tool it's like you, know. you never know when you're gonna have to open a box i used to order packages all the time oh yeah so ultimately uh when it really ended, it was because she made other friends and she kind of forgot that we existed. Well, uh, um, no, that she, is true. Uh, that is true because she didn't. Except us. when we got mad at her that, that she wasn't talking to us and I, she was ignoring, willfully ignoring us, uh, and we pointed it out to her. She felt bad, so she gave me, she gave 
me, Jesse, and Jade, I believe, a hand sanitizer as an apology. And then uh, I didn't get a hand sanitizer. I'll tell you, she never liked me. She would like to give gifts. And, and then she would continue to ignore us. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, okay, so even now, I mean, we're not friends anymore. And, I mean, it's whatever. But I still see her around school and all of that. And, you know, and, and I try to be, like, a normal person and, like... You know, just like wave or something, because it's it's weird, and she just doesn't look at me or or like doesn't acknowledge I exist. So I was just like, well, all right. <laughs> her choice. Yeah. Honestly, it really was her choice. I mean, we never meant for her to walk out of our life. Well, she found uh, other people. I mean, you and know, that's the thing, you know. So, we did genuinely love her. We really did, and we cared for her deeply. I mean, there was times where I would stay up with her, I would talk to her, I would try to reach out and tell her about all of her problems and try to get her to see, you know, both sides, like, be as understanding as I possibly could, but she still didn't think that was enough, and that was a problem for me, you know. Um, here I am trying to be open with her and trying to discuss all of the crap that she was putting up with, and trying to be there for her was so difficult because she didn't want me to be there for her. And when somebody isn't receptive to your help, I mean, there's not much you can do. Can't force a horse to drink water. <laughs> yeah, and it, it really was, I mean, it does kind of suck, you know, that things really didn't end on good terms. I mean, we didn't, it's not like we all had, like, a big fight with her and it was, like, you know, screaming and all that. Like, that's not exactly how it happened. It just kind of fizzled until it was, like, nothing really um and it, it it sucks but i think from what i've learned with with the kind of person that she is you know like there's never gonna be closure with that kind of person who's not willing to confront what was wrong and that brings me to my next thing <laughs> so <laughs> i yeah. I'm not scared of confrontation. In fact, I love confrontation. And if I have a problem with somebody, I'm going to tell them, you know. And that's something that I've had to learn over the years. I mean, that's a little bit of adulting. <laughs> and that's actually really how our, how our relationship with her came to an end, that I confronted her about things that she was doing that I did not agree with. And what she did was deflect it, oh, and sure. she decided to leave all of our group conversations with each other, that. and then she felt bad about it, and she tried to get back in, but <laughs> by that time, we already had James in her position, <laughs> and it, it's actually really... Really interesting how that all worked out. Well, also um, by then we were just totally done with her shit. Yeah, well... It wasn't just because James was already here. <laughs> I mean... Stacy, um... We... It, our, our biggest issue with her was that she wasn't being honest with herself. And we told her and she, she didn't, didn't like, like it. it. And so she went with other people who would agree that it was okay for her to be dishonest with herself yeah. and smother her into thinking that all of the things that she was doing was okay. And then this group of peop 
people turned into her community. And once that happens, there was no room for us to tell her, like, hey, this is wrong. And it was just like, well, all of my other friends think that it's okay and they like me anyway. So it's whatever. My, my, that's what made their relationship better than ours because they were not um, criticizing her wrongdoing. They were. They just weren't being truthful with her like we were because because we were actually her friend and sometimes you know like we like we've spoken about already friends have to you have to tell other friends hey you suck right now and she wanted to be friends with people that don't say hey you suck right now and really it's funny because we would hear because we know all of her friends also I mean after years of going to school with them we would hear them talk about her we would hear them shit on her about the type of person that she was and they didn't like the way that she acted or talked to people and they would pretend in front of her and she was okay with that and uh, personally dishonest relationships like that make me really uncomfortable you know that's why I have a selective group of <laughs> colleagues and that's you guys it's like fake friends being friends with fake friends yeah and I attest to the whole the best people the best friends you make are the people that challenge you they're you, you need to be friends with people who do not always agree with you who have different opinions because that's how you learn people who don't want to learn who or people who don't want to get criticized are the most ignorant ignorant people because they they they're never going to progress as a human being in my opinion that's how we learn you know we learn by what we see and what we don't know this is kind of a little off topic sorry but i that was a great point yes Um, (laughs) sorry i just i just wanted to clarify we didn't replace Stacy <laughs> Jay like it wasn't like we were like hey we have an opening for, for our group we're not exclusive we're holding no. an interview we're next selective. Sunday <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't like that I just I just it kind of just happened it. it really just did happen and that's the thing you see <laughs> one of the positive things that came from Stacy leaving our, our group of friends was that we got to get to know James better, and James actually was okay with receiving criticism. <laughs> no. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of criticism at the time, especially. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, also, we were all in very different places in our lives yeah, was, at that point. There were so many things going on with everybody. Yeah. It was almost, almost two years ago, kind of a year and a half ago, when all this kind of we're fizzling out. Yeah. We're all... Yeah, it's crazy. A long time ago. And now we're all in better places. Yeah. I, I think, you know, um, point of all this is we've learned a lot from being friends with somebody like Stacy, And hopefully, if, you know, there's someone like that in your life, you can recognize that they're not a good friend. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, what we're trying to say is that it's okay if you are friends with somebody like Stacy, but you need to know that that yeah, a way to deal with it. Like if you're willing to put up with her or not. And we or, them, or, or, or whatever. Or, the or them. Is. Yeah. I mean, clearly, I mean, 
it, we all took turns putting up with Stacy at some point, and eventually we all got burnt out from it. Yeah, and maybe you disagree with us, and we'd love to know uh, uh, why, uh, if you do. So. I mean, with all this disagreement, we might just be friends. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. We, we have one more spot available. You can send in your applications. Well, actually, there's already one applicant. Oh, right, right yes. Oh. <laughs> there's an applicant. Yeah. Uh, maybe next year. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to kick some out first. Just oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and uh, if you'd like to reach out to us, um, you obviously can by uh, emailing us at uh, tfmcrew.james at gmail.com. You can let us know your Stacy stories. Yeah. We love hearing Stacy stories. Also, um, before we go... Um, I wanted to say, don't be scared of confrontation. You know, really, that's one of the biggest things that we've learned from Stacy, is that you, you need to be that. okay <laughs> with telling people things, and you also need to be okay with people confronting you about you and your issues. Because it's going to happen no matter where you are in life. And if you don't know how to deal with it, then you're kind of between, you know... The was, the was a rock the, and a hard place. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so just keep treading on. Yeah, um, and go ahead and feel free to email us again if you have any questions or if you'd like to discuss about your stories, uh, about your Stacys in your life, or if you want to maybe pinpoint a certain uh, topic you want to hear next time for the next episode. Again, you can email, email us at tfm crew.james at gmail.com um, that's all I have to say anyone else have any final thoughts not at the moment no not at the moment I'm, well I'm good <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast as much as we did um, it's our first time ever doing anything like this um, and yeah This is Phenol Matters. <laughs> no. What? Fecal. Oh. I, I, was, I was writing down to try and remind James uh, to would, let you Why didn't you just say it? Well, because you were talking. Okay, I, was, I was writing down to remind him to let you guys know the name of the podcast, and he... Didn't understand my writing. Yeah, usually we're better than that. Oh, I'll take over. This was Fecal Matters. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Yeah, see you next time. Bye. Bye.